Yo, what's up, Bug? Ah, nothing much. Uh, how you doing? Um, no, I'm do I'm doing okay. You know, I'm kind of nervous for this, you know, but I'll try my best you to maintain I, this. I am just probably as nervous as you. I have never done something like this before. This will kind of be like my first official, not maybe interview or uh, maybe like a pod. I'm not sure what this is really though. Yeah. What, what podcast <laughs> were you hoping like podcast type thing? Well, yeah, but at the same time, I, I just get art, artists, guests, or whatever, and generally ask them questions or whatever. It's a kind of an Sweet. interview podcast thing. Cool. You know, it's more I, casual. You know, I think that's that's better, honestly, when you have more of a casual kind of outlook on podcasts, because then you're not as stressed. It's it's more about chilled back. You're just you're just talking to a bud. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that is always worlds better rather than like an official interview or like something like that. And so I, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but excited. So I don't know how to start this, but hey, welcome to this little debut uh, episode of this podcast that I'm starting with no uh title yet matter of fact but i thought it would be interesting to just start a podcast to see what other people think and it's just more of a thing that i've been inspired by much like music so well, i'm happy to be a part of it well we have buckcore on the line right here what's up dude ah, nothing much just living the life of a of a small little six inch tall bug ah sounds great so for those people who are at home living under a rock like in the music scene don't know who buckcore is buckcore is mostly affiliated with um no i'm just kidding i'll, I'll get to that soon I'm, I, I, I don't want you i don't want to like refer to you as that guy who knows meta that, guy, <laughs> that that, guy well i mean granted that's kind of like a big reason as to why i am where i am right now like i i would give him a lot of credit to where i'm at right now yeah you two Definitely. seems like uh, you two seem like best buddies you know we're, you know we kind of are we we're we're very close uh granted we both have our things that we're working on we can't talk all the time yeah but uh, i can tell. we are very close uh but yeah uh geez our relationship goes back like a ways actually or not like a ways ways but i was uh i met and I think I told you about this before, but me and me and Freddie actually met uh, right before he was doing stuff with Joel G. And just before I would say he really kind of took off, which was just a really I think I just kind of became friends with him at, at the perfect point in time, I guess. Which but, is around when uh, Jitter Fanta released, right? Yeah. So I actually found uh, Meta Room through Hyperpop. Um, because at the time I was kind of releasing through them. And at that point I had just released my EP under Lars, which no one knows about, <laughs> but, uh, it was like a really small EP release via Lars, uh, which was kind of my project before, uh, bug core really happened. And so I'd found him through Hyperpop, and, uh, I was like, man, this guy's stuff is like really well mixed and really well mastered. And he's got like a really unique style. Uh, and so like I started checking his stuff out and then I realized he had a band called Pink Face and they had like a whole discord set up. And so I had ended up joining that discord server and um, I asked Metaroom for the stems 
from a track that they had just put out, which was, I believe, Chromo Dynamics. Let me check. I think that was it the track with Maydeg, right? Uh, yes. Uh, I was huge fan of the vocals on that track. And I was like, just give me the vocals. Give me a couple of other things and I will remix it. That remix has still yet to come out yet. But um, <laughs> I started working on that last September. And, you know, I'd, I'd given Freddie, our Metaroom, a couple of uh, just snippets of what I had been making. And, you know, oh, he was like, oh, this is really dope. And we kind of just kind of got closer and closer through the track I was remixing. And we started talking more. And that's kind of how it took off was just for me originally wanting to remix one of his tracks. And um, yeah, it just kind of started from there. And now we're here. <laughs> Six months from, uh, yeah, geez, six months ago. Goodness gracious. Yeah, like you said, you just basically met him at the right uh, point of time, really, because yeah, I think right around that time he started working on um, the one of the songs for Ina, right? Yeah, well, he did the Temptation Stairway remix, or was that his, was that his own, wait. Uh, that was his own um, thing. It was like, um, sound like... Such an idiot. That was his own thing, right? Yeah, it was Temptation Stair okay. Stairway okay. Waltz Variation. I have I a, a playlist. Fool. I'm oh. a fool for saying that. <laughs> I thought I was a, I was a remix. He said, because uh, I read it and it said Waltz version. And I was like, oh, maybe he's doing like a remix or something. But yeah, I I witnessed that being released. He told me he released it. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, awesome. And then it, you know, just took off. And I, it's, it's honestly so cool watching, you know, kind of your friends take off in the music career and really uh, kind of meet their dreams and kind of get to do what they've wanted to do. And it's just such an interesting kind of thing to almost be in the passenger side seat of that car almost. And just being able to watch and maybe gain a couple of followers or something. But uh, this journey has been very, very interesting so far and very, very exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited to see where Metaroom ends up taking his stuff and where he's going. And, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of my inspiration, especially back in our inspiration, especially back in like September and stuff was from Metaroom. I... Uh, I'd actually been going through like a, and sorry, this is like a whole side tangent here. But um, at the time when I was making that remix, I didn't really know what sound I'd wanted to go for. And I'd been focusing so much on like, what do people want to hear and what um, is going to be like what people enjoy the most. Yeah, because prior you were making like lo-fi beats, right? Lo I was making lo-fi beats before that. I was making just these very like stuff that I enjoyed making wasn't necessarily for anyone. It was just kind of like personal and like, you know, if anyone listened to it, great. And but it was also kind of trying to appeal to a more of a mainstream audience. And I think in me trying to chase after that mainstream audience is kind of what came to I kind of made me come to the realization of like, I don't really want to do that. What if I don't want to make music for what people like, or maybe what the general, you know, audience or my, you know, the general public will like. And at that point, yeah, I was talking to Freddie and I was listening to some of Freddie's stuff. And I was like, this man does not care. This man does not care about any, well, he has an audience. And I think that what he's so good at is keying into that audience and knowing what they want. And yeah. so I took a lot of 
liberties from him and his and his music and how he kind of just created almost his own audience and how it was more of a like you know okay this is the music i make this is what i enjoy making if people don't like it that's fine but at least it's what i enjoy attacking it from that type of perspective rather than a what do people want i think has totally helped me so much in the long run just kind of coming back to that whole point of like you know me and freddie's relationship and how i really got started uh through him and so he's he's been a huge help throughout basically my entire music career so far but i, I didn't mean to cut you off you had a point that you were going to bring up uh yes correct um i was just gonna point out how his audience is, is usually into like these sort of weird core type ps1 visuals or whatever like vib ribbon lsd dream emulator whatever right no it it, very very much so it keys on that y2k type-esque um genre which i find so fascinating because that's kind of like my childhood and that's like you know what i was interested in and like you know all these ps1 and ps2 games and all that jazz i think is really interesting because yeah that's what i was raised on you know i made this realization the other day wherein i feel like vaporwave right now is kind of making an exit like from the mainstream almost yeah it's and actually it's dying like i'm I'll, t- I'll tell you about a story about like how a label just completely killed itself by its own creator i'll get to that later tell me. Oh, okay i was like tell me i'm so curious but what, what i was gonna say is that it's so interesting now seeing vaporwave kind of leaving the mainstream media and watching hyperpop kind of almost come more into the mainstream and granted i wouldn't call it necessarily 100 percent like mainstream at the moment uh but vaporwave was something that keyed into more of a 90s 80s-esque nostalgia so you know people who had been making vaporwave back in like 2013 2014 were making music based off of their experience from the 90s and 80s and taking those samples that they had heard and completely contorting them and changing them into these you know almost completely different tracks and kind of watching the almost the the aesthetic of the 90s and 80s that capitalism and making that its own kind of, oh my goodness, what's the word for it? Uh, making it its own a- aesthetic. And now the new aesthetic that's kind of coming into play is that Y2K hyperpop-esque, where it is taking what we had as, you know, kids and our nostalgia and almost contorting it and twisting it into something that would fit in today's terms, which I find so interesting. And it's just, it's weird seeing the genre that I primarily enjoy making kind of almost come into that mainstream. Just a little, yeah, interesting fact about Vaporwave, I guess. Didn't mean to go off there. (laughs) No, it's cool. I was just going to say something about Freddy. I just think that, like, he seems like a really nice dude. I haven't spoken to him much because, obviously, he's a very busy dude. And judging by me and him's DMs, he's not very, like, uh fast with He's, replying no even okay like, <laughs> even with like even with me at some points in time he won't be right on top of it like i can call him and you know he'll pick up but it's it's usually a very um it'll it'll take some time and you know i respect that he has other things that he's doing 
Yeah, and that he sure. has other projects he's attacking. So I never try to like, hey, yo, like, come on, dude. Like, what the heck? You know, I'm, I I understand that we both kind of have our own things we're doing and kind of our own, our own aspirations and our own projects that we're kind of working on at the moment. And so I totally understand why kind of Freddy does maybe take a moment occasionally to respond. Just because he is a very busy man a lot of the time. He has so I I wish I wish I could just like on this podcast just tell all the things that we have planned with for the next couple of months because we have so much. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, for these, sure. These these next couple of months are gonna be really exciting to see what comes out of, you know, what we're doing. Or more or less what he's doing and I'm just happen to be a part of. <laughs> and I'm I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's understandable to just not tell anyone because like it, this is like classified information and uh, it's just going to spoil everything, you know, so that people will very, expect it. Very classified, but sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, you, you actually checked one topic off of my um, text file, which, which is how <laughs> Buckcore met Metaroom and everyone else. Well, I don't, as in like everyone else, I, I haven't gone to that point yet. Um, so how did you meet Mafty? Uh, I met Mafty through, uh, Metaroom. Um, oh, obviously. <laughs> I had no clue that they were siblings for the longest time. Oh, same, uh, until you actually told me. Like, I had suspicions. Like, he told me through DMs. Makes me and my bro, like, proud of what we're doing or whatever. Uh, I don't know, I can't <laughs> look back. But then you properly told me and Sujin and VC, and I was like, <laughs> it oh, was so mind-blowing. Yeah, y'all had freaked about that. I was like, what? You guys didn't know that? Well, so uh, in a in a separate server, um, me, Mafty, and Metaroom were all, me and a couple of other friends, basically. I remember we were all in a voice chat, and uh, he, they just brought it up out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what? Back up a second. And I was like, you guys are siblings? And uh, I'm honestly trying to remember, like, how I necess like, necessarily exactly met Mafty. But, um... I know that I had asked him for a pro my bug core. He's actually the guy who designed uh, my my whole profile picture and my logo. And I usually trust him with my logo work and stuff. And I met I had reached out to him and um, asked him if he could make me a logo. And this is back when I was kind of reinventing bug core and kind of like bringing it back. Uh, I had reached out to him and asked if he could, you know, make me a little logo. He was very, very excited to, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I would love to work on it, or I'd love to work on something, and, you know, it, it, just from there, uh, we had we'd gotten a lot closer over the past couple of months, but I believe I met Freddy before I met Mafty. So, yeah, it was basically me asking for a commission, and then we just kind of grew closer after that. Like Metaroom, he's also a nice person like very much so yeah very very kind uh you know I, I would i was kind of uh almost scared that in seeing like kind of meta room grow as an artist i i noticed so many artists that i did know uh who kind of grew in popularity where it's almost like their entire mentality about people and interactions with people online and stuff change from mm -hmm. like more of a friendly approach to like yeah i'm really busy you're talking to a famous person type approach and i i don't i don't want to be pointing fingers but you would talk to me about this artist 
and yes. were saying that like you're like oh man i was you know you were saying how upset you were at the fact that you know they weren't very nice and yeah that's true but you know metal room and mafty no matter their popularity have always maintained that uh very friendly vibe and approach to like conversations and stuff even with more serious topics they're very uh nice and easy to talk to yeah for sure like when i talked to him after he seemed like very excited to like talk to oh. me <laughs> yeah well he's just so he's a very like um <laughs> the first text he ever sent me i was looking back at our dms uh he would he texted me he just seemed so happy to almost work for me which I think made me so much more comfortable with them, uh, especially in working with uh, Meta Room, and they were—they just have such a friendly approach to things, and I never feel like stressed or like I'm talking to someone who's so much more popular than me or something. Uh, they're very understanding and very uh, accepting and nice, and I, you know, the list is endless of what they are, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Even if Metaroom wanted to, I'm not even sure he could say a mean thing. He, doesn't, same with he doesn't strike me as that type of person, to be honest. He really <laughs> isn't. He's not that type of guy. Uh, it reminds me of the meme. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> okay, you already know about like how I actually got through the mafia, but for the audience that doesn't know, I'll, I'll explain. So, oh, yes, I please tell the story yeah <laughs> this is gonna be so embarrassing well no not really embarrassing it was a much more happier moment it's yeah interesting. so basically it was like back in february when i noticed that you and mafty followed me and then metaroom just like had just like vtuber core song which 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 was like wow at that which time i had sent to him at that point <laughs> yeah i, I know because like, <laughs> i was like yo you gotta check out this guy's stuff like he's really sick and he, he's like really interesting type uh sewer slut type stuff mm -hmm. and we were both at the time really into uh sewer slut stuff and uh so he was like oh yeah i'll check him out and then he was like oh this is really dope <laughs> and it was like you know such a it was such a cool i think experience uh not to maybe like put words in your mouth or anything but i i thought it was like a very cool experience for you yeah, it was when I heard it from you through through Instagram. I was just typing in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm sorry, I, I keep on cutting you off. Um, no, it's fine. Continue. But yeah, right around that time, like I, I didn't listen to Metaroom that much, so it's it struck me just a little bit. I think I didn't know that much about you, and Mafty, too. It was only until like a few months ago where I, I where I started like properly listening to your stuff. Fast forward to April, I had I was just starting to listen to Freddie a lot more. I set a challenge for myself where I just listened to stuff like one thousand times, and that took me like three weeks. It's it's insane. But wait, what? I thought you already knew about that. I didn't. <laughs> this is news to me. I was telling Sujin all about this, like everything, like everything that's under his Spotify. That I listened to and it, it just scrobbled on my last FM and I didn't stop until it reached 1,000 plays in total wow dang that's some that is some dedication if I've ever seen it. <laughs> that is crazy wow yeah this I never I didn't know about that well now you know well now I know I have all the information now, now you'd understand the reaction I give later on uh, that month <laughs> 
so amidst all of this i think it was like um i think it was around i don't know april 10th april april 12th i i don't remember the specific date but uh i was just looking through my soundcloud follower list and i saw that mafty was um on my followers list i didn't know this notice this prior but i was just like oh shit this is like a lot more cooler than i thought because i see that he's been working on stuff with freddy like nothing world and um yeah. his own stuff so i just decided to just give him a message on soundcloud i was just like hey thank you for following me like that actually meant a lot to me a few days later i've gotten a response from him it was when i woke up to get ready for school i saw a uh, email notification hey you got a soundcloud message from mafti i opened it and he was just like hey yeah no problem i really like your stuff and i'm, I'm in love with it and the next thing he proceeded to say is maybe we can work on something at some point and at that point i was just fucking like <laughs> i was no, like so surprised <laughs> i was like whoa uh, metaroom's friend wanted to work with me that's what i thought <laughs> i was like well, Fuck it's such yeah, a crazy dude. experience it's such like a it's such like an almost movie moment where it's like oh this isn't gonna happen and then it does you're like oh geez <laughs> like you actually want to like i'm surprised when even like certain artists will like respond to my texts or something like i'll dm them uh who I almost DM'd, uh, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm sure if I'm saying this right, but Geosaur. They make like super sick dubstep, great sound design. I almost reached out to them and <laughs> it's on their Instagram story. And I straight up almost like I had, uh, I'd farted right <laughs> as I was watching his story. And it was like a beat or something. And I happened to fart right on the beat drop. And I was like so excited about this. I almost texted him. I was like, "Man, I almost just, I farted right on that beat drop." <laughs> just you know, thought I'd let you know. <laughs> I almost did, but I, you know, I am uh, very much a pussy, so I uh, did not. I did not. But uh, you know, I'll probably have to rewatch it and DM him. I have confidence now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's always such a uh, joy when you definitely when you kind of get those texts from maybe artists that you look up to or someone that you look up to it's yeah it's, it's one of the best feelings in the world one of them was you at some point i believe um, which made me feel so good because <laughs> i i don't consider myself like a massive mainstream like artist i like whatever got a couple hundred followers on soundcloud whatever like it's not that big of a deal to me but i was just so surprised that someone would be so interested in my music and i was like oh sweet like thanks that's awesome i, I feel like it, it made me super happy when you had reached out to me and were you know you were just like oh uh, what did you say you were you were saying something like um you had dm'd me via instagram that's what it was i'll i'll, t I'll talk about that later <laughs> like, because but, that's part of the story whole side story right there we'll get to that later okay so basically I think right after that, like we, uh, me and Mafti added each other on Discord. Yeah, I think that that's it. I, I remember just sending him a just a fanboy message of explaining how I've been <laughs> listening to his brother. <laughs> and like, it came off so fanboyish that it you're was like, like almost I'm... embarrassing. It was just like, I feel, I feel so bad fan. for sending that now. And, and then he was just, he was just so chill about it afterwards. So it's not Ooh. as like bad embarrassed or like yeah. not as almost kind of embarrassing to look at because 
I think that, yeah, that, like going back onto the fact that they are very nice. Like I could never see Math D or Meta Room ever being a unapproachable person, like at all. And then um, to this day, I'm just still waiting on like some sort of message from him. Because like I would <laughs> really like to work with him someday. I feel like uh, that would just open up like a whole lot of things for me. Oh, he'd totally, he'd probably totally be down. It's just, you know, finding that right moment and when he's free. And, uh, you know, I think you'd totally be down for it. Uh, yeah. Granted, I'm saying this, I cannot speak for Freddy at all, <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't see a reason as to why he wouldn't. Yeah, again, at the end of the day, they're just busy people, so. Right, and that's kind of a sad, that's kind of a sad part is uh, watching them get more and more busy. And it, even with me, like I'm starting to get more and more busy with like commission work and uh, a couple of, you know, just projects I'm working on, stuff I planned for the next couple of months. And I didn't know you did commissions. I, <laughs> I have a funny story about a commission, actually. Okay. Uh, someone had reached out to me. I'm used to like maybe rap beat commissions or something. I had just finished up a project for a friend. Uh, and that was a super simple commission. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. I can throw this together for you in like, you know, maybe a day or two. I'm used to those types of beat commissions where like uh, some rapper or someone will come and be like, oh, hey, yeah, dude, I'm a huge fan of your beats. Will you make something for me? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. You know, uh, these are my rates and such. I had someone reach out to me the other day, maybe like, I say the other day, like a, a week or two ago, um, asking for a commission. And he DM'd, DM'd me via Instagram. And I was like, oh, sweet. Um, what would you like? What were you thinking? And he was like, would you be okay with something a little more personal? And I, at that point, I was kind of like starting to question, like, what kind of beat does he want? Like, I don't know if I can do something more personal. He ended up asking me to make a beat for his proposal. What? And yeah, yeah. Um, I nothing wrong with that. Like at all. I'm I'm honored. Like, thank you. I was like, thank you so much. Like that is a lot though. And are you sure you want me? Me to make your like beat proposal thing? Like you should me? You would want someone who's better at like making maybe more emotional music. Yeah, I can only imagine like, you know, him proposing to like inks, inks, inks. <laughs> like, you know, I uh he also wanted a personalized message in the track. And I'm not sure how I'm gonna work with that, but uh he had he was like, yeah, would you be okay if I put, like, a personalized message in there? I'm not sure what he's going to say, but, like, I'm I'm so... It's, it's a weird, odd, stressful thing to almost take on. And I accepted it because of how much he was paying. He was like, I'll pay you this much. And I was like, I'll take that much. And so I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll work on it. But um, it's just such a... It's very stressful making something like that for such what feels like a sacred moment. And it could go so right or so wrong. And, you know, it just depends on, I guess, it, it just, it, there's so many different factors that, you know, are kind of pending or it, it just depends on, yeah, whatever. It's just so, it's oddly stressful, 
I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, just like lately more artists like you are just doing commissions. When I talked to Freddie for a tiny bit, sorry if I keep mentioning him, by the way. <laughs> no, you're fine. He's one of the main reasons why I'm here. Yep. <laughs> But when That's I talk, when I reached out to Freddie, I was surprised that he was doing commissions too. I searched, I searched his pages, and I saw, wait, what commissions? I, I don't see any commission well, you requests. You don't really, you don't hear about the commission work like yeah. ever from artists. It's almost odd, like seeing that artists have made other stuff than official the, the official music that they've released. You're like, oh, that artist made that? Like I had no clue. Um, so yeah, he. Or I think the track that Freddie came out with that was more of an official thing, but was also a commission was Snuffy. Oh, which yes. I thought was yes. so good. Yes. Huh. yes. I want it. Yes. See stuff like yes. that is right up my alley. Oh yes. my god, it's so good. One hundred percent. Yes. Well, it's one hundred percent Freddie. It's all. It's all meta room right there. Oof. Yeah, I made a. I have a couple of commissions. Uh, it's just more or less kind of on the the person who I did the commission for, like when they're ready to release it and when they're, it's theirs at this point. Like they paid for it, you do whatever you want with it. In saying that, I don't do a ton of commission work, but I do just every once in a while, uh, depending on what the commission is, I guess. Yeah, that's fair enough. Com like, I don't find myself doing commission work at all. I feel like I'd be like very inconsistent with um, well, deliveries. <laughs> and that's how it feels is that sometimes I'm like really into it and you're really into like whatever beat you're making and you're like, okay, I know exactly where I'm going with this. But sometimes, you know, the, the person will make some requests where it's like, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. And it kind of forces you, you into a more, uh, not a bad space at all, but it's definitely more, it's harder to make something that you are not necessarily sure what to do with. You're like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to go from here, but they want like, you know, two minutes worth of time. So I'm going to have to, you know, do this or this. It's just there's so many different factors that play into it that might make it a little more harder or not necessarily harder, but maybe more interesting, kind of like I was saying. However, I do want to like um, move on to like another story. Oh, yes. Yes, please. That story where I mentioned about how mean you met. <laughs> oh, yeah. Through Instagram. So like That's I think right. ten days after like me and Mafty like talked for a bit, I like I just started following just artists on Instagram and one of them was was you. So like I think what was it, April twenty sixth was it was the day? I was just sitting in science class. I went to check my phone to see what the time was and I just saw a notification. Oh, Instagram buckcore underscore xd has followed you and I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's so nice. Like, I think that's so cool. Like, thank you, thank you. Nah, no, no problem. That's such, a, that's such a compliment to like, you know. Oh man, I saw that you had followed me, and you know, I was it, like, it made you happy. And I, I feel like that's the whole goal of my music is just to make people happy and stuff. So to hear that, you know, I bring joy is my. It always brings. It makes me happy in the long run. Yeah, it was like twenty minutes before. Uh class ended and school ended rather so i was just like in the car just like texting you like uh, <laughs> <laughs> i forgot what i said wait a second i gotta look through my instagram hang on i i have her i have her right here oh lord i, just I think it's gonna be up. funnier than you reading it oh, to I, was, me I was just like looking at it 
<laughs> I was just like, whoa, I can't believe you found me back. The O, o face, like the O emoji. Yeah, Thank you yeah, so yeah. much. Uh, you're just like, no problem. Think your stuff is pretty awesome. Then I replied with like two paragraphs. I said, yours too. Been listening to your stuff in Medroom for like the past week and I've been getting pretty hooked. If I'm being honest, then it's an honor that you like my stuff, LOL, because I never ex expected that from anyone I listen to. It's just, it's such an honor. Even with your, you like, your what track that I was looking at? Some of your stuff is doing like amazing right now. The little almost Bog better Champ than song. Eleven point five k plays as of now. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's that's got more plays than most of my tracks. Like, I was just like so. It's so cool watching, you know, especially artists that I would consider my friends like watching their music do really well. It's especially kind of when I met you because you you very much were almost kind of like and I, I don't want this to sound bad at all but like almost kind of like a fanboy-esque yeah <laughs> and then we we totally became friends but like watching you grow through your music and stuff is just so interesting and watching you know your audience grow and watching more people enjoy your music and stuff and talk about you it's I don't so, see many discussions so about me. That's the thing. Well, and they might not be all the time, but they're starting to become more frequent. Yeah, for sure. And as yeah, especially with me and Freddie and like Matthew and and just in other chats and stuff. Yeah, as of recent, like Telemus like just added me on Discord and we just started talking. This was like a few days ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, telling yeah. us like she she was in Sujin server self promoting her new track and all that stuff. She noticed my um, Metaroom Angel remix that I posted. Um, she said yeah. like how cool it was and then immediately sent me a friend request right afterwards. So I thought that was it's amazing. Such a good feeling <laughs> when you're like, oh, they requested to be friends with me. Oh yes. That's how it um, is most of the time. It, see, isn't I feel like that's such a good feeling. Like almost nothing beats it. Dude, I actually started freaking out when you told me that like that you could ask Metaroom if I could be like a part of the of this collective thing, which yeah, <laughs> which is still in the works right now. We're we're trying to get more on top of that, but we're still also trying to kind of keep it more or less underground. Um, like just kind of we'll we'll say bits and pieces about it here, kind of get people wondering about it, but we have. Yeah, we have our artists kind of lined up. You were one of the artists that we were considering hmm. uh, kind of bringing on to this whole, you know, collective. Yeah, we're just kind of making more progress with that, I guess. But it's it really does feel good when someone like kind of uh, reaches out to you and is like, hey, we want you to be a part of said thing. And you're like, me? You want me to be a part of this? Exactly. I, that's that's a, <laughs> So that's how I felt when uh, Metaroom had invited me to be a part of Pinkface and be their next member. Which and didn't really take off. Which well, didn't really yeah. take off. Well, okay. There's a lot of unsaid things about Pinkface. We, we actually, oh, I'm not sure if I should say that. Never mind. I was like, ooh. So sometime earlier this year, kind of end of last year, we had a solid we had like a ton of tracks that we were finishing up i don't know what happened to it i think we all just kind of got caught up in our own stuff and kind of what we had to do 
especially with Metaroom's kind of music career taken off right now. And it just was not the right time to finish it. But we have, we have like a ton of music that could be released. I think there's a lot, there's a couple of people in the band who were saying that like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this sound. And we were just tr still trying to kind of collectively find the sound we're looking for. And so that's why we kind of decided to just put that on hold for the time being was just kind of like a almost soul searching of what we want our sound to be like. What I and found funny is that on the Bandcamp page of Pinkface, <laughs> the location is based on Los Angeles, California, which I think it's not true. You guys are just like all across the states. Like well, uh, most of them are actually closer to LA. I am not. I'm not near LA, but actually most of the people in the band are very close together. I want to say it's somewhere in LA kind of close to that area not exactly la maybe but i couldn't tell you exactly so yeah i think we've i've covered almost everything oh wait no i don't think i've gone through the entire story yet um <laughs> what else is there i'm just looking at the D at dms from you and me when we just started You're, talking i was just looking through them i like scrolled through a paragraph and I just oh, like, I just, I, I just obsessively said, I've streamed Metaroom about 800 times for almost two weeks and seeing that really made my day. <laughs> yeah, I asked you if, um, if Mafti was busy, because like, I think you were the only other person that I knew that, uh, was in contact with him. Because like, he wasn't budging for a few mm. days. It does, yeah, like, that kind of goes back to the idea that they're both very busy <laughs> and like... There's just so much they're both trying to tackle right now. And I've actually talked to him. I'm like, me and a couple of other people, not necessarily Mafti, but more or less Metaroom, where it's just in, he is attacking so much right now. And it's like, are you doing too much? Do you feel like, you know, you're overloading yourself or in any way? There were like, so that's why Pinkface is put on hold. That's why a lot of these things are kind of almost put on hold because he has so much stuff he's doing right now he's just so busy with a lot of this work and so it'll it'll kind of take him a minute to really uh really respond to like because you know granted I, I i don't think he gets like you know dms every single day and he's just you know flooded but um he just does have a lot of work he's doing so it's not like in his top priority to necessarily respond I just got reminded of that one time when we were in VC or telling about like, oh, I, I forgot what you were specifically talking about. I, I go on so many different tangents. It's hard to nail down one. So, hey. Yeah, can, but it was that one time where, where you said, hey, Metaroom, we got to get this out by next week. Are you worried about this at all? No. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, this is kind of this is kind of like tea right here. So me and Metaroom have a collab that uh, we are hoping to release sometime in July. Um, mm -hmm. and originally it was going to be on hyper pops five-year collection. Like they have a, they had kind of an album coming out with all of the artists that have been on hyper pop the past five years. Um, and the due date for our track, which was going to be on that five-year collection, I was coming up really fast and there was so much we wanted to do this track. We were like, wait, we have so many different things we wanted to do with it. So I had texted Shady Monk, who is the owner of Hyperpop. I had DM'd him and said, like, would you be okay if we possibly release this at maybe a later date? And um, 
So originally it was supposed to be on Hyperpop, but at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to release through Hyperpop just because we have so much that we wanted to do. We want to be able to release it on our own time, I guess, and just kind of have more of that freedom of, you know, this is somewhat of a self-release. And I think that's somewhat more gratifying than releasing on a label especially with this type of music. So it just comes off to me that Metaroom doesn't really worry too much about like due dates or whatever. Um, no, not at all. Okay, well, <laughs> dude, I have so many stories about due dates where I have just either been way too close to like, you know, missing that date or something or just nailing it out. Um, me and this is just kind of a little story about I, I believe i've told you about this but just for the viewers uh me and dogs magic when we were working on al bow yep uh we had started that like maybe four or five maybe four-ish months before it was actually released we had been kind of working on it here and there and just kind of getting the general sound of what we wanted and where we were going with it and uh the due date was like in a week this due date was coming up extremely fast. We had like a week before it had to be finished and we only had like a minute of actual stuff we had recorded and gotten done. And it was just so jam packed full of different things that we had and wanted to add in there. It's like, oh, we could make this a bit better or, oh, we could do this. That kind of idea of us just kind of continuing to come back to these certain sounds got us really caught up in just that minute of time that we had. Um, or in that minute of progress we had made, there was just so much that we could have done. And then I, I DM'd Dogs Magic and was like, okay, so it's due tomorrow. Cause Shady had DM'd me is like, hey, are you guys about done with that track? And I was like, we're not even close. <laughs> and we had 24 hours. He was like, okay, yeah, if you can get it to me by like tomorrow or the day after next. We got that shit done in like 24 hours. Lord, I was so impressed by what, you know, Dog's Magic was able to do just with, you know, that 24 hours. He just gets on shit and goes. Yeah, I remember I, uh, you telling me that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That Dog's Magic spent the last four hours on that last part. <laughs> yeah, he spent basically, yeah, the last four hours on the, probably on the last kind of minute of it. And most, uh, so basically like the last portion of the track is mostly dog's magic i put i threw on a couple of things and i didn't have time i was like i literally we don't have time for this like i can throw on like maybe a you know whatever i'll throw the hi-hats in there i'll throw you know a couple of other things just to kind of make it more interesting and then call it a day yeah man i cannot believe we got that track out at the time we did because there's no way in hell we should have been able to and we lo and wanted behold, to, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's we wouldn't we wanted to send it to Freddie to master it because he's a god at that, and he like we didn't have time. We were like, oh crap, we don't have time for like a good master. And you know, Freddie was like, oh, I'm a little busy, can't do it, and, or I'm not sure if he said he was busy or not, but uh, we didn't end up having him master it. I don't think we just kind of we gave it to Shady and he mastered it, and then. Um, and then it was released. That's the whole, that's the whole shabam shadoodle right there. I cannot believe, yeah, we got that track out at the time we did. For something uh, that was just like so rushed, I was just surprised at like how good it sounded, especially like telling that story now. 
It's so interesting. Yeah, it is so interesting to me. I'll listen to it every like once in a while or something. It'll like, I'll be listening to some hyper pop stuff and then I'll be like, oh, hey, it's Al Bao. And then I'll be like, oh, I could have fixed this or I could have fixed this or I could have done this. And like, you know, I could definitely have, you know, made that that kick a little less powerful or something. And But I'm pretty sure nobody so noticed. Much. But no one. And that's the thing. You, I think so many people, especially artists, will maybe put something out and it's uh, not necessarily like it's somewhat of a remorse you're kind of like oh geez i could have done that better or like i could have i could have done this better i we're so focused on what we could have done rather than what we did not looking back and just like you know just put it out like you know good luck if people like it great if people don't like it cool you just have to go into it you know don't think too hard about it you know what's kenny beats freaking catchphrase don't think about it or something just give me a second i gotta find this kenny beats uh can't believe i'm looking this up right now <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I looked it up and I searched up catchphrase hoping you would give me the quote, but it gave me his a tag, tag. It gave me the tagline. I just read my it's like the first thing that on Google that pops up is Whoa Kenny! His songs and, often begin with the yeah, tagline. Yeah, Whoa Kenny. <laughs> he has often talked about importance of being in person with an artist he is recording and producing for. Starting how valuable, stating how valuable it can be to have immediate feedback on ideas and enhance the overall creativity and music that is produced. <laughs> but it's, it was whatever. It was something like, you know, don't think too hard about. And I feel like so many of these artists struggle with thinking too hard about like how it sounds or, and I, I feel like in doing that, you almost kind of can make your music sound worse. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but whenever I'm like, I've been producing for like hours on end. I can no longer tell if a beat is good or not. Oh, that's like, the same it's with just me. like, it's just like, I forgot. And this sounds so weird, but almost forgetting what it sounds like. Just because you hear that thing over and over and over again, you're hearing it on loop 20. Like I've probably listened to every single track I've produced well over a thousand times just to make sure I can get every single kink out of it. But in doing that, you kind of can almost mess up your the job that you've done. And when you're thinking too hard about certain things or you, you kind of it's less of a in the moment. That sounds good. Sweet. It's more of a you're thinking about, it. oh, maybe that filter doesn't sound too good. Or like, I feel like the first idea you originally had uh, with a sound or with a project, you should just stick with that. Go. Don't think too hard about it. And that's not to say you shouldn't have your moments where you are like, you know, maybe you're mixing a track or something like those are the moments where I'd say, OK, maybe maybe think a little harder on that. But just like in producing and making sounds, don't think too hard about it. You know, it's it's not really whether or not people are, are going to like it. It's whether you are not you like it or not. And, and that's a good motto at the end of the day. Yeah, there's my motto. Bug core motto. Mr. Core's motto right there. Don't think about it. <laughs> don't think it. And don't that think about it. so bad out of context. That's not my quote. I take it back. It um, sounds very New Yorkish. Hey, don't yeah, think about it. Don't think about it. Don't, don't think about it. Kind of, you're right. It does sound very New York-esque. Do you have any, like, personal questions? Because I wouldn't mind answering, like, some personal questions if you got those. Yeah, I just I just mostly wanted to wonder 
I just wanted to wonder, like, how, how the fuck did you guys, like, find out about me at all? Like, I it find out about you. Random. Yeah. It was literally, and I mean, I, this, I hope this doesn't sound mean or anything, but I found you at random. Oh, um, makes sense. No, I didn't. I take that back. I didn't find you at random. Uh, Bleak, or it was either Bleak or um, a, a Vertigo Away. Vertigo Away? Uh, that name sounds very familiar. They appear they on my uh, fans also like section on Spotify. Yeah, uh -huh. we played Witherfest together. Uh, yeah, I saw. They had reposted VTuber Core. And I was like, uh, <laughs> what's so odd true? is I never, never go through other people's reposts. Like, unless it's Freddy's or maybe another really close artist friend of mine. I usually don't go through reposts. But, like, for once, I was like, oh, okay, let's see what, you know, they've reposted. And it was your track, VTuber Core. And I, I, you, what's so weird about this, too, is I never listen to the, like, a track in full. Like, I'm always skipping through sections, and I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Really nice hook, or, like, you know, really solid, you know, kicks and stuff. But I listened to, I want to, I listened to your track all the way through. And then the last, like, 30 seconds of VTuber Core is golden. It is it is so good. That part, um, I just felt like it was really, like, rushed. Like, I wanted to, I, I just wanted an ending that just sounded worth so, it. It's the rushed parts that are the best. It's those moments where you're like, I just gotta go. I just gotta do this. You kind of hunker down and you go. Those moments get you the best music, in my opinion. And it depends on what type of music you're making, but I think that in most case scenarios, when you kind of have that go, go, go mentality, or I have to finish this, sometimes, okay, I have a 50-50 perspective on this, because it, it could either work out amazing, and you're just like, I gotta get this out, let's go, it could turn out amazing, or it could turn out like, you know, oh crap, this sounds really rushed. As long as the project itself hasn't been started in a rushful state, like you're starting this project because like, oh, I have to make money, or oh, I have to do this. As long as you don't start a project like that, I think if you finish a project like with the idea of uh, we got to go, we got to do this, uh, kind of going back to Al Bao, I think that's what gave it somewhat of its charm is like the idea that it was somewhat rushed. Some of my first tracks I ever made uh, that were released on Hyperpop, my first EP, which was Dark Moon and Ghost Feeling. It was my first two tracks I ever released. The first one was super rushed. I, like, cannot believe... Uh, it was another story where I was like, I can't believe I got that out at, like, at that time. And uh, I released it, and I was like, oh, hopefully people like this. And people loved it. And there, I was like, what? Like, really? You like this? I, I, cool, great. But I, I could never understand why someone would like a rushed product and that's still kind of it's still kind of almost uh interests me today like why someone would enjoy something that i feel like i rushed i've come to ignore it because i feel like most of my projects where i feel very rushed are almost some of my favorite projects where it's like oh man i forgot i made that or like with so earworm when i made earworm that track was the complete opposite of what i've been talking about in the whole idea of rushing. I made that track two years ago when I very first started Bugcore. When I kind of come back to it maybe last year, it was still in the very, it was very much just like sample-esque. 
and like it was it wasn't as good as it could have been but then i was like oh no 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 no! i can do something with this like this is a really interesting idea i'm gonna come back i'm gonna fix a couple of these things and then i added that second drop that was something that i almost didn't release which is so weird for me to think about because that is one of my most popular songs i was i was like kind of questioning it and it was something that i had been sitting on and had been working with for a minute like i'd been working on earworm for maybe yeah well like two years i had been kind of sitting on it and kind of working with it you know i was like i guess i'll release it like it's done like or what i would consider as done I, i'm not sure i want it to be any longer any shorter than this I don't think it could be any shorter than what it is right now, but I released it and I didn't expect much from it, but I I got so much more in, in return. It was also, it's one of my favorite tracks to go back on. It's like that one track that I actually sat and really waited it out and really kind of questioned and really thought about what was going into this production. Whereas nine times out of 10, my projects, like I finish within the month and then I'll release it in that same month. It'll just be like a very spontaneous single or something, which is something I enjoy doing because it is very much a part of what I would say Bugcore is all about, that spontaneity. Earworm was the one track I did sit on. I was waiting for the right time to release it and uh, waiting for just the perfect moment to where I felt like this should be released. And originally I wanted to release it more in the summer, like May, June-ish. I ended up getting too excited about it because I just finished it. Fuck, fine, I'll release it. And I did. And that's the whole story behind Earworm. There's and that team. what's even cooler is Mafti made the cover. Yeah. Well, Mafti did, has done the cover art for every... Okay, actually, I take that back. He did the cover art for um, the Worm Rave remix that I did. He also did the cover for Al Bell. Um, Al Bell. Uh, he didn't do Funk Death. It almost looks like Mafty would have done Funk Death, but this was a different person who I had, who was uh, I was good friends with. And then um, a different artist actually came and kind of almost messed with the image a bit and then she put like further things on it. So I had actually two different artists working on the uh, cover for Funk Death. I think the only other official release that I didn't have Mafti do the cover art for was New Schlump slash Key Swamp. Yep. And that was Baff. We're really close friends. Wait, that was Baff? That was Baff. Uh, Baff did the cover art for New Schlump slash Key Swamp. I'd actually originally reached out to him and wanted him to make a little music video for it, which isn't necessarily out of the picture yet, but um, just an idea we got for a possible music video for it. But uh, yeah, all great artists. Every every single artist that I've had that I've commissioned, I've loved. And you know, I, I've always loved their art and stuff. Yeah, usually Baff does like 3D Blender stuff, you know? Yeah, well, Mafti's my like go-to uh, usually uh, art-wise. And even better, you don't have to, he, he doesn't charge you $100 for it. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Which is what uh, I've heard. Like, I don't know if this is true, but that's what I've heard. Is that he charges a hundred bucks? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, ooh, I'm not sure if I should say that, but uh, no. Usually he doesn't like charge me all that much. I guess I get the friend discount. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's always been super friendly to me, and like, 
uh, with some of my releases, I didn't even have to pay him. Like, or some of the, he was just like, oh yeah, it's on me. That's like, really? You should like, this is really good. Are you sure you don't want me to like pay you for this? A lot of the times, you know, he usually doesn't care. I'll, I've asked him, like, I want to pay you. Like, let me pay you. So I, I honestly haven't heard much about the $100 commissions. I feel that is fair, though, for what Mafty does and just the time and effort he puts into his pieces. Oh, yeah, that no, that's completely understandable. Like, I don't mean to come off as, like, you know, mean when I said that. No, because... and I didn't take it as mean in, in any, like, you know, form. Yeah. But, yeah, he's always been very fair with, like, prices and stuff. So, yeah, about that story that kind of derailed so can you like explain further on like how you guys found me and stuff if you don't oh mind? yeah um sorry that's right so i'd found you through vertigo ways repost of your track vtuber core after finding out about that i was like oh dude veteran would love this stuff like this is right up his alley and at that time he had posted a couple of whips that sounded a lot what you were making and i was like oh dude yeah Freddie would love this. And so uh, we were all in a voice chat. It might have been the Nothing World voice chat, possibly. At that point, yeah, I'd showed Freddie uh, your music and he was just, he he was saying how much he loved it. And he he kind of, you know, I posted your your song in the VC chat and then under it Freddie was like, "Oh, this is dope. Like this is super good." And I think he checked out more of your stuff after that. He didn't tell me which tracks he checked out, but I know that he did end up going and looking at a couple of your other songs. But that's how, that's kind of how me and my group of friends found you. I uh, was literally through a repost that Vertigo had put out. And at that point, I wasn't really necessarily talking to Vertigo away like on the daily or anything. We were more or less just kind of like acquaintances. Um, I'm looking through the likes, and there, Vertigo Away didn't repost it, but I did see Dog's Magic in the like section. It might have been, yeah, it might have been Dog's Magic. Maybe not uh, Vertigo Away, but Dog's Magic. It was one, yeah, it was either, it's like one of three people. It might have been Dog's Magic, though. Because he never reposts stuff, like, ever. He's very seclusive when it comes to music and stuff. He's trying to do more right now, but, like... He, uh, yeah, he's always super seclusive when it had come to his music. When So when he reposted your track, I was like, this better be the shit, man. And so I checked it out, and it was the shit. Well, uh, it just still makes me really happy to see that, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, th I, I think it's... Sorry, go ahead. And it was more or less a building block to where I am today, really, because I, I, without that, I probably wouldn't have been talking to you after your ready at all. I mean... It could it could have totally played out differently. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm so happy that like I ended up finding you out and stuff because your stuff is so good. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, it's it's it is very much like that almost weird core esque type stuff that we you know we all love and have come to love. Well, almost. So it, it really is an honor being able to you know talk to you and have be able to you know see how your music is going and see how you know all that jazz is going and such everyone uh, who's listening to this including you will be happy <laughs> to hear that i am I'm announcing a remix ep 
Um, but like, I think I, you already know about this because I've teased about it. Yeah, like, you, in your you, uh, you talked to me about it. Yeah, you were yeah. saying that um, you have a, I want to say like a month ago, you were talking about it, like a remix of PEP or something. Yeah, I did. And yeah, you got me hyped on that. I'm hyped for it. I'm I'm just going to do like a remix of EP for, of just like Metroom songs and that's it. Um, Angel is finished. It's on my SoundCloud right now. And right as of yesterday, I've been working on the Sticker Invasion remix. And actually, I saw in your story. I, I can send you. I can send you a preview of this, a, a preview of it, so that you can check it out. Like after the session. Please, then. I I am here for it. Send it. Send it. I, I just I just love how it flows. Honestly. It does have a really neat flow, and that was the first track I had liked that was. Freddy's on Spotify. It had that like modern hyper pop like esque vibe to it. Very much so. Uh, definitely has that uh, that vibe to it. But isn't all hyper pop like modern? That's my question. As in like the beginning part of like Sticker Invasion where I had the oh I forgot, but it's, it kind of sounded like something like off of 100 Gex or something. As stupid as that comparison is, it really it. I mean, almost to an extent, that are like Animal Crossing, but on crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm super excited to see the rest of the CP. Yeah, it's going to be stressful for a bit because it's going to be hard, like, trying to find ideas on what can work and how to make it well, sound unique, but it's, it's going to be out eventually. I totally feel right now I'm working on uh, October stuff, actually. Something that I want to do for October. Yeah, which is why uh, I wanted to ask you, what are you, what are you working on right now? Uh, right now, I am... So, I have this idea for Bug Core once October hits. Because October is, like, my favorite month. God, I love October. Um, I want to release a lot of my darker stuff and stuff that I have been working on as of recent. Just a lot. I haven't really shared most of the darker stuff that I'm working on right now with, like, anyone. Um, I'm trying to keep it as like, you know, don't show anyone as much as possible because it is such a, it's way off, you know, I mean, granted October is three months away, but still, um, I wanted to, for October, the month of October, I want to release all of my darker beats that I've made, uh, more dubstep-esque, more trap, like darker trap and stuff in October but change my name from Bugcore to, like, Deathcore or something like that. I don't know. And completely, like, rebrand almost. But not, like, a complete rebrand, because after October, I'm just going back to Bugcore. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this all out, and it's like, a, you know, talking to artists and stuff and seeing if they'd be cool with it. But, yeah, that's really what I'm working on right now, is mostly just what I'm kind of working on for October. That's just mostly what I'm working on for the time being. But... Yeah, at the moment, I just as a more recent, I haven't really had a lot of inspiration for what I normally make. And so I'm just kind of taking a little break. And that's why I haven't come out with anything in July. I try to do a monthly release, but I haven't had or sorry, June. I haven't had anything come out in June. I try to. Sp I know how that feels. I try to space out like, my uploads I, as much as possible. I have a release for this month, which totally sucks. But and this will be the first month that I haven't released something because literally every month of this year i've tried to release a track um which is i which a lot of the times does feel really rushed 
I mean, I released the beat time mix. I don't really count that. That has a couple of IDs that are in there that, have, that are like mine. That's the only like technical thing I've released within the past month. I'll admit to this, but I haven't seen like this year's Witherfest like show. So like, I don't know if the beat time mix is from um, Witherfest, beat, sorry, Enderfest. Beat. Ender, Enderfest, it was Wither Club at one point, now it's, uh, it was Enderfest. Uh, Beat Time Mix was for Enderfest when I performed. Uh, it's just a little short 16 minute long set, but that's the only thing I've really released within the past month. I have a couple of tracks about ready for next month, like the Meta Room uh, collab that we have. That's the main thing I'm basically getting pumped up for. Uh, Same here. I, I I hope people like it. Like, I'll send you what I have. I'm pretty sure you've listened to it, but I'll send you what I got right now. It's more arrangement right now and just kind of like, we're kind of at the mastering point. Uh, Freddie wanted to do a couple of like other little things, but aside from that, we're about done. And yeah, I feel like just... you, you and him style just completely go well together. Well, yeah, it's, I feel like what a lot of people described bug core as was like meta room but slower <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah i can understand that i see that weren't people at some point said that you were meta room but under that's okay areas? literally that that's what people still think is that me and meta room are this like okay since i'm on the podcast like i can clarify to you right now me and meta room are not the same person at all um we have a lot in common but like that's we're not like the same person uh this isn't like an alternate account of meta room this is my music we just happen to have the same artists do our profile pictures <laughs> um and we i guess we do we do have similar sounding music so i'm excited for all what i got ready for next month uh which basically consists of the uh collab between me and meta room and then maybe like one other track if i'm prepared for it yeah that's that's what i got basically set up that and then you know there's a couple of other projects i'm not even allowed to talk about that i wish i could talk about because oh my lord you would love it um i'm sure i, sure I will <laughs> or, oh and yeah you will dig this we we have so much lined up and ready that i just happen to be associated with not necessarily my music but stuff i've helped with i'm just like still waiting on that mafty collab because I, I i have plans that like i want that to be my first collab Is so i'm just yeah i'm sure that'll go well hopefully i'm oh yeah dude he, i bet he'd love to um i mean he said it himself or, so i'm just waiting or yeah you're just waiting at this point yeah well usually what i do like if i don't know whether or not the artist is like ready i'll maybe just send him some like maybe some tracks i've been working on i'm like hey you know, these are just some tracks I was working on. I'm not sure if this sounds interesting to you, but would you want to work on this? And nine times out of ten, they're usually like, oh, yeah, I know this is super dope. And I feel like Matthew would be the same exact way. You know, you send him some stems, dude, he will work on that shit. I sent him like an early access version of my latest EP. He, has, he hasn't gone back to it. He had, ooh. Nah. He's, he's kind of, he's... We're okay. I dude, I so desperately want to talk about so much, but we're all very busy with a certain thing. I can't talk about it. No, it's cool. You don't have to. No, super cool when it ends up happening. Just keep your lips sealed until I know. Like, I it's don't ready. I don't want to be yelled at by all my friends telling me like, "Why did you do this?" 
Well, I, d- I doubt they'll just, like, listen to the podcast anyways. Oh, Metroom after you or anyone else who's listening to this. If any of you are listening to this, hello, hit a brother up. Oh, I'm sending this to, I'm sending to this, the, to them individually. I, they will, they will listen to this, whether they like it or not. Um, if they're in the BC, just play it through just the music bot. Play it through the music bot, exactly. <laughs> Put it on loop. Uh, on loop, 24-7, nothing else. Just me and you talking, basically. Yeah. Like, what, how, geez, how long we've been talking now? Um, let me check. An hour and 18 minutes. Oh, that's, that's a that's, solid podcast episode right there. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad debut. Like, I thought it was going to go, like, wrong somehow. But no, like, I'm pretty confident at this. This is, this podcast is going to be dope. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, this is, you have to have the idea of, like, nothing, like, this is going to be awesome. And, like, nothing's going to go wrong. You have to have an optimistic mindset about it. Yeah, I hope and that, I, like, this, like, it inspires other artists to just not be shy. Uh, during a yeah. podcast scenario so like if you're well, one I'm of those sure. artists then just like d- please hit me up <laughs> i'm, I'm always up. looking i'm always looking for new guests i'm sure metaroom would love to do this like really? for sure oh yeah i haven't heard um, his voice before you haven't heard his voice before it's nope. uh <laughs> i'm sitting here about to describe his voice to you <laughs> um no he's a very laid-back dude uh I reached out to him or asked him when we're all in the voice chat next. I, I bet you'd totally be down. Uh, right. He's never he's never done something like this. So I think it'd be, a, especially with you, I think it would be, um, he'd be a lot more uh, content. On, content with doing it. But yeah, I could uh, probably later tonight I might reach out to he I've needs been, to like wow. branch out you know like you he know. does he, he needs to start doing yeah more podcasts and stuff yeah this isn't like your typical like interview type podcast this is just me talking mm-hmm. to people casually like it's like the camera isn't even on right and that's that's what it's all about like you just talk to people like they're they're your friend yeah like i just like you- i just said before we like start recording like this is just going to be like this regular podcast where i just talk to artists and that's yeah like, and I think people don't really want to see that superficial side of an artist. They want to see like what, or I guess here, they want to hear what, what they have to say and what's like in their personal life. And, you know, I feel like it's so much more interesting watching like one of my favorite artists or maybe one of my favorite actors or something in an interview and just acting like themselves. And like even the interviewee just kind of like, or interviewer, uh, just kind of like acting natural and like you're talking to a friend. And not and, just some robot. And not just some robot, like, you know, this is a human being that, that you're talking to. Like, especially with celebrities, I don't think people understand that. Like, that that is, in fact, a human being, like, that you're talking to. Like, they have the same emotions that you have. They feel the same things that you do. They just happen to be put in a spot in our, I'm saying this word, society. <laughs> Everyone can freak out, but... Um, I think that we have this idea built up in our society that like celebrities are just these almost godlike figures and you can't talk to them or you can't do this and you can't like, you know, if you talk to them like this, they're never going to talk to you. And that's not how it works. Like that's how this is just like, you know, a human being. It's just that's a person who has emotions, has a family like you do and lives life like you do. And I... I don't understand why you would ever want to talk differently to someone like that. Usually interviews are just like, what did you have for breakfast? What time did you wake up? 
what are your thoughts on this? And then just throw, throw a whole bunch of, like, controversies in their faces. Did you piss this morning? <laughs> Do you have a cup that you can piss in and I can drink it? Well, that's your daily dose of bug being weird. Yep. I only it only happens at exactly eight seventeen p.m. every night. Three three seventeen a.m. where I am. Jesus Christ, dude! What? Why are you awake? I mean, you told me that you're up, that you're down to do in like two hours. So I was just like, yeah, I, sure. You're like, fuck it. I guess I'm gonna have to stay up until three o'clock. My parents really don't mind. Alright, <laughs> uh, that's nice. I still have to. I'm an adult, and I still have to, you know get back home at like 11 or else I'll wake up in a bad mood or something <laughs> like <laughs> I wish I wish I was a night owl yeah <laughs> it's not as good as you think it is it's well the times I have like stayed up till like 3 or 4 it's usually cause I can't sleep and that just makes me more anxious like I enjoy I enjoy staying up I think it's nice especially yeah. when working on music and then you can wake up in the morning and be like <laughs> What the fuck did I make last night? I don't remember at all. I thought I was, but, I, I thought I was the only one that was like that. Because like usually I just make something, just like play it over and over again, go to sleep, wake night, up, and I go just, to sleep, wake up, play it again, and then you're like you're either like okay I like this or I don't like this. I feel like morning after is always like when I kind of give my final like okay I'm gonna work with this or I'm not gonna work with this, and it just depends on what I think of it in the morning. Oh, I have a music-related question that I forgot to ask. Oh, ask away. How do you find samples? Like, what is your way of finding samples? Um, so I go one of two ways. I either just, like, straight up go on YouTube and will look, like, hours and hours of just going through, like, song samples. And a lot of the times it's, like, it'll almost be forced when I'm looking for samples. It'll be, like, the best jazz samples or best like disco samples or best future funk samples and, and i'll go through those or something yeah or um a lot of the times i'll work with a track that i've just enjoyed like in the past uh so with um there's a lot of things i've sampled where it's just like i really liked that song growing up or something or i really uh you know enjoyed the way this sounded when i was like 13 and then i'll just kind of take that or the song let's say that i liked and i'll i'll sample it but most of the time uh it's kind of looking for gold which i have come across a couple of times there's one sample i found and it literally felt like i struck gold i was like god damn this is it earworm was one of those samples where it's like i could just do so much with this and I have a different song that I'm kind of working on called Ethereal Reject. And that was one of the tracks where I was like, this is it. Like, this is going to be dope. Yeah, I still haven't released Ethereal Reject. Don't tell anyone about that. But uh, <laughs> no. Um, but it's on here on the podcast. People just like listen to this over and over people, again. Yeah. What's Ethereal Reject? What is this? What? Little track I'm working on. How I usually find samples is just like sometimes when I'm watching an anime, I often find like dialogue that I think would be interesting to sample. So like I open up Audacity, record that part, and then just like, you know, save into a folder somewhere. Or if it's like a specific noise that I like that want to be used in a song, then I also do that. And sometimes I just take samples from other artists. <laughs> That's really it. 
I've done that in the past as well, where it's like, oh, I really, um, I really enjoyed like this artist's song or something, and then I'll take like little bits and pieces and just completely change it into my own thing. That is a way of going about um, like sampling that I'll occasionally do. So how long Every... do you want this to go for? Uh, how long do you want this to i i'm i could probably talk forever i probably should go let my family know i'm alive but um i'm cool to end it here if you want to end it here i'm cool to keep this thing going all up to you i'm trying to i'm trying to think of something yeah i mean we talked about like burnout and all that stuff well we didn't talk about burnout but something related to that yeah, Freddie Mafty, everything. Uh, We've talked about so much within the past, like, hour. Jeez, now almost like hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, hour and 27. Ooh, close. Close to that one minute, one one thirty. I'm, but... I'm, just, I'm just grateful to be, like, friends with you, Tsujin, like, everyone else, you know? Cause... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm grateful to be friends with you. I think that, you know, your music is dope, and I will always be excited to see, like, what you come out with. I just For sure. find it weird how just people just compare me to Sewer Slut. <laughs> For whatever reason, though my music sounds nothing like hers. Well, almost. no, I can see the similarities, but that's not to say that I would like be like, "Oh, you're sewer slut for sure." No, like, I'm not I, like a carbon copy. No, no, well, you definitely have your own style. I would say you definitely know what you're doing, and you kind of have an idea, which isn't necessarily sewer slut style. Yeah. Like, I would say it's um, almost um, like the mixture between Sewer Slut and Meta Room, wherein it's that jittery, like, nonstop action of a track that you managed to capture. Yeah, that's fair. But you put it your own twist on it, and you always manage to bring your own sense of style into your track, which I always find interesting. And I don't, I wouldn't compare, yeah, your your music to like anyone else's or anyone else's music to yours because what you do is purely your music yeah that's fair though i had like i've been like branching out a lot of the time to make it sound like less sewer slot like because i've been mostly inspired by her since when i started properly making music but yeah i'm more and more just branching out and trying to find my own style i guess and my new EP kind of shows. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to hear that. Like, as in the, like the new EP. As in, not the remix EP, but the one I put out like earlier. Oh, uh, oh, that EP, yeah. No, that was awesome. But yeah, I'll always be excited to see where you take your next musical step. I guess I want to end it off right here. It's almost 3.30 in the morning and I just need to Ooh, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking with you, Buckcore. Pleasure being on. If it wasn't for you, then I probably wouldn't be friends with, like, everyone else. And Aww. get in contact with all these people. <laughs> Telemis, Metaru, Mafti, everyone else. Yeah, that seems uh, cool. I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm happy to be, you know, a part of your musical journey. If you ever wanted, like, if you ever wanted to be back on the show or something, I'm totally down for it. If you wanted to do, like, a Bafty, me and Freddy or something, I'd I totally I, be game. Yeah, i totally do, like, a multiple artist guess where it's just more than one. That would be dope. You should definitely do something like that, where you just have multiple artists on the show. Yeah. But, yeah, man, uh, pleasure talking to you, and I so happy to this my first podcast i've ever done as bug yeah, it was just baffling how like you and mafty just like tied everything in together to, <laughs> to be where i am today 
because beforehand I, I was just I still wasn't very comfortable talking to a lot of artists because of mm. that situation I had with that one artist. Right. I was just sh I was just a shut in for like oh oh half a year maybe more than that. Yeah, crazy man. Well, I'm so happy to be like you know a part of this and to to continue to watch you grow and stuff. I think it's gonna be it, you, your future has a lot. It's I'm so excited to see where you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, that's well, where I'm going to end it off. Thanks, thanks Budcore. Tell uh, everyone in the Nothing World Discord that I said hi. And we'll I'd, tell. Yeah. I'll, and like you said, you could probably like offer Meta Room uh, like, a oh, space yeah, in the for, podcast. For sure. For sure. 100%. I'll, I'm talking to him about it. Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. It was like a voice reveal. <laughs> yeah, voice reveal voice i don't think he's ever done an official voice reveal nope but uh yeah catch you on the flip side thanks for having me on man all right thank you for listening everyone and yeah i'll definitely do more of this take care or, and have a good night or evening or morning or whatever evening eight twenty-seven. hey you have a good morning <laughs> all right thank you very much <laughs> all right see ya bye see ya.